We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation that finally breaks the chains. We were made to be courageous. We were made to be courageous. We were warriors on the front lines, standing unafraid. But now we're watchers on the sidelines while our families slip away.
And now as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, here on this Christmas Day, we'll be reading from the book of Revelation. I know it does seems rather odd that on Christmas Day we'd be going through these passages of Scripture, but that's just the way the one-year Bible works out. All of us here at Master Media want to wish you and your family and all those you love a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And so now, here on this Christmas Day, our reading in the New Testament comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 16, verses 1 through 21. Here's a brief overview of what we'll be reading about today. We're uh, covering the bold judgments. The bold judgments are God's final and complete judgments on the earth. The end has come. There are many similarities between the bold judgments and the trumpet judgments. But there are three main differences. Number one, these judgments are complete, whereas the trumpet judgments are partial. Number two, the trumpet judgments will still give unbelievers the opportunity to repent, but the bold judgments do not. And number three, people are indirectly affected by several of the trumpet judgments, but directly attacked by all the bold judgments. Some big differences there. We'll read about the fact that the angel acclaimed God for his justice in dealing with those who had killed the martyrs. God's wrath may be hard for us to accept. In a moral universe, however, God must ultimately oppose and destroy evil. Those who join the revolt against God suffer with their leaders. We must avoid the misconception that God must be fair and kind in his dealings with humanity. This view of justice is merely a projection of a human idea. People who believe this notion appeal to tolerance and forgiveness and assume that God must play by our rules. In reality, God sets His own standard of justice. He uses His power according to His own moral perfection. So, whatever He chooses or decrees is fair, even if we don't understand it or even like it. Those who rebel and reject God are not rejecting uh, you know, a lifestyle option, as it were, No, they're rejecting truth and justice itself. The significance of the altar itself responding is that everyone and everything will be praising God, acknowledging His righteousness and perfect justice. Now, we know that the people realize that these judgments come from God because they curse Him for sending them, but they still refuse to recognize God's authority and repent of their sins. Christians should not be surprised at the hostility and hardness of heart of unbelievers. Even when the power of God is fully and completely revealed, many will still refuse to repent. Don't wait until, you know, just the right time, so to speak, before turning to God. Do it now, while you still have the chance. If you continually ignore God's warnings, you will eventually be unable to hear those warnings at all. All right, with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament on this Christmas Day. December 25th, the New Testament, Revelation chapter 16, verses 1 through 21. Then I, John, heard a mighty voice from the temple say to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out on the earth the seven bowls containing God's wrath. So the first angel left the temple and poured out his bowl on the earth, and horrible malignant sores broke out on everyone who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became like the blood of a corpse, and everything in the sea died. Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs, and they became blood. And I heard the angel who had authority over all water saying, 
You are just, O Holy One, who is and who always was, because you have sent these judgments, since they shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets. You have given them blood to drink. It is their just reward. And I heard a voice from the altar saying, Yes, O Lord God the Almighty, your judgments are true and just. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, causing it to scorch every one with its fire. Everyone was burned by this blast of heat, and they cursed the name of God, who had control over all these plagues. They did not repent of their sins and turn to God and give Him glory. Then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. His subjects ground their teeth in anguish, and they cursed the God of heaven for their pains and sores. But they did not repent of their evil deeds and turn to God. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great Euphrates River, and it dried up so that the kings from the east could march their armies toward the west without hindrance. And I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs leap from the mouths of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. They are demonic spirits who work miracles and go out to all the rulers of the world to gather them for battle against the Lord on that great judgment day of God the Almighty. Look, I will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Blessed are all who are watching for me, who keep their clothing ready so they will not have to walk around naked and ashamed. And the demonic spirits gathered all the rulers and their armies to a place with the Hebrew name Armageddon. Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a mighty shout came from the throne in the temple, saying, It is finished. Then the thunder crashed and rolled and lightning flashed, and a great earthquake struck, the worst since people were placed on the earth. The great city of Babylon split into three sections, and the cities of many nations fell into heaps of rubble. So God remembered all of Babylon's sins, and He made her drink the cup that was filled with the wine of His fierce wrath, and every island disappeared, and all the mountains were leveled. There was a terrible hailstorm, and hailstones weighing seventy-five pounds fell from the sky onto the people below. They cursed God because of the terrible plague of the hailstorm. Psalm 144, verses 1 through 15. Life is short. Yeah, Tom, tell me something I don't know. (laughs) Some things are pretty obvious, right? Uh, Life is short. Well, King David reminds us that uh, it is like a breath and that our days are like a passing shadow. James, over in the New Testament, says that our life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. Well, because life is short, live for God while you have the time. Don't waste your life by selecting an inferior purpose that has no lasting value. Only God can make your life worthwhile, purposeful, and meaningful. Psalm 144 Verses 1 through 15, a psalm of David. Praise the Lord who is my rock. He trains my hands for war and gives my fingers skill for battle. He is my loving ally and my fortress, my tower of safety, my rescuer. He is my shield and I take refuge in him. He makes the nations submit to me. O Lord, what are human beings that you should notice them? mere mortals that you should think about them? For they are like a breath of air. Their days are like a passing shadow. 
Open the heavens, Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains so they billow smoke. Hurl your lightning bolts and scatter your enemies. Shoot your arrows and confuse them. Reach down from heaven and rescue me. Rescue me from deep waters, from the power of my enemies. Their mouths are full of lies. They swear to tell the truth, but they lie instead. I will sing a new song to you, O God. I will sing your praises with a ten-stringed harp, for you grant victory to kings. You rescued your servant David from the fatal sword. Save me. Rescue me from the power of my enemies. Their mouths are full of lies. They swear to tell the truth, but they lie instead. May our sons flourish in their youth like well-nurtured plants. May our daughters be like graceful pillars, carved to beautify a palace. May our barns be filled with crops of every kind. May the flocks in our fields multiply by the thousands, even tens of thousands. And may our oxen be loaded down with produce. May there be no enemy breaking through our walls, no going into captivity, no cries of alarm in our town squares. Yes, joyful are those who live like this. Joyful indeed are those whose God is the Lord. Proverbs chapter 30, verses 29 through 31. There are three things that walk with stately pride. No, four that strut about. The lion, king of animals, who won't turn aside for anything. The strutting rooster, the male goat, a king as he leads his army.
Nation.